0: Hey everyone, Curse the DM here with a quick disclaimer about this episode. In our intro today, we decided to play Would You Rather, and in the game, we came up with some really disgusting and just gross topics. So if the thought of eating disgusting foods or bodily harm happening to you or suicide is too much for you, that is completely fine. Just go ahead and skip to the 11 minute mark on the episode. You are safe and clear from there. But for the rest of you, be prepared to gag. Previously on Roll Gay Roleplay. Humphrey had just slipped and fallen into a goopy mess that smelled of banana. So the banana is going to take its legendary action to open up its bottom peel. Oh well, this uh, Flasher, like
1: a there's a child present.
0: Uh, yeah, this is called the Plantanus. <laughs> uh. It opens up its Plantanus and shoots banana cream at Cleo. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw.
2: Um, how far does this banana cream shoot?
3: Depends on how much he likes you. Okay, wait. After that second hit, I, uh, I use hellish rebuke as my reaction. Okay. So that's going to be... I point my finger, and the creature that damaged me is momentarily surrounded by hellish flames, and you have to make a dex save.
2: <laughs> Humphrey says, you bitch. <laughs> it burns that bitch alive.
0: And then you light it on fire, and it drops to the ground.
1: <laughs> nice.
3: Boom, roasted! Hey, with sick burn.
1: Can Cherry like loot this banana? Or yeah, is for that sure. like, just the only thing?
3: Yeah. You gonna reach up in there, Bonessi?
1: Just gonna <laughs> dissociate for a little bit and get all in that banana cream. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
0: Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and there's no bananas this episode.
1: Oh my god. Hi, my name is Katie. I play Cherry Chapo, and I'm real happy that dogs are not allergic to bananas, given what (laughs) we're about to do, or have done.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm Brandon. (laughs) I play Humphrey Evan after, and I'm taking on Katie's role of forgetting the order this week.
4: Hi, I'm Tisha, and I play Edith Wins Thereafter.
3: Hi, I'm Kitty Kitty Yum Yum, and I know that
2: together with the power of friendship, we can conquer any evil. And then I twerk on a tree.
0: Nice. Yes. Gorgeous. Kitty Kitty Yum Yum.
3: That's a character from a Patreon episode.
2: Which you should subscribe to, so you can hear Kitty Kitty Yum Yum.
0: (laughs) A a future one, in fact. I'm pretty sure that's, oh, this month. It's July's Patreon episode.
2: (gasps) Yay, so they get to hear Kitty Kitty Yum Yum. I just like saying kitty, kitty, yum, yum. I'm meow, sorry. It's a good, good name. Kitty, kitty, yum, yum. I love you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Transition to question.
4: Oh, yes. So this time we are doing a would you rather pulling cards from some deck that I have for some reason. So would you rather be constantly covered in a layer of filth like pig from Charlie Brown or... Receive 1,000 paper cuts all over your body.
2: Do they heal?
4: Yeah, I would assume that the paper cuts heal, but you have to get 1,000 of them.
2: Like, not in any lewd places,
3: right? Like Only in lewd places.
2: It
4: just happens all at once. Well, it says all <laughs> over your body. So, all like, the places. Could you imagine, like,
2: paper cuts in your butthole?
4: <laughs> that
3: would oh, on the fun. inside.
2: On the inside of your butt? I
4: don't think it would be inside it's all over your body so maybe your butthole but not inside your butthole
0: or like the nipple
2: that's both are awful
3: yeah
4: nipple oh what a great distinction
3: what about like the the thing under your tongue ah ah i'd be dirty i would just be dirty (laughs) is it dirty forever
4: yeah constantly
3: What about inside your butthole?
4: (laughs) Uh, I'm sure that inside your butthole, I I don't weird, but I do not know if Pigpen from Charlie Brown is has a dirty butthole. But I would. I think we
3: can assume from
0: context clues. Yeah,
4: we we can say Uh, that children are gross. We can say that. Hey
0: Siri, how dirty is Pigpen's butthole? Please don't Google that. Please don't. Please do
4: not Google that. (laughs) Please
2: don't.
3: I would pick paper cuts.
1: If it's all at once. A bunch of paper cuts, just so that I can make the joke from Twilight. You know when Jas- Jasper's like, there are
4: battle scars." No, I've never seen that
2: <laughs> movie. My only, my only issue with the paper cuts is that they hurt so much.
4: They oh my
2: god! Hurt.
3: Yeah, but they hurt really bad for like two days.
2: Yeah, and could you or mention- be
3: dirty for the rest of your life?
2: Okay, when you say it like that, rest them. Of- oh, yeah, okay, I'll take a thousand paper cuts, Alex.
0: <sighs> yeah. I guess it wouldn't be like it'd be like having a tattoo. I guess that'd be fine.
4: Your eyelids, your but eyelids. I've only gotten a paper
2: cut like twice in my life, and each time I was I was out for the count. Twice? Oh my god, I get them all the time. Still, no. I'm just clumsy. <laughs> and they were back whenever I was. Well, I mean they they pissed me off. It like hurt so bad that like I was. I'm very careful.
0: It's like a mood changer when that happens. It really is. Fuck this whole day.
4: One time I got a paper cut from cardboard, and it sliced Ugh. so deep. Mm.
0: We're going to have to put a trigger warning on this episode.
4: Yeah,
2: are these deep paper cuts? It was
4: terrible.
2: Wait, you know what? Isn't there like a torturing thing in an anime? It's called like Death by a Thousand Paper Cuts?
3: Yeah, Death by a Thousand Cuts.
2: What a heavenly way to die. I'm into it.
1: If it's all at once, like, some guy runs past me, his sword, like, flickers, and then all of a sudden I'm cut, like, cut. like I can do that. If it's one by one individually, I have to handle all of these pieces of paper.
3: <laughs> I think it's one, and then as soon as that one heals, you get another one, and then as soon as that heals... Oh. You get another
4: one. No, I, no, <laughs> it wouldn't be like that. It's not about it healing. It, you have them all at once. And I don't know if somebody's sitting there, like, you know, a person who does tattoos, like, just taking a piece of paper, slice, 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 slice.
0: Hey, if I get a design out of it, though... Ooh, yeah,
3: do we get to pick what it looks like? Make mine a koi fish.
4: Yeah, you could pick what it looks like. That's fine. Well, it's not good. I think it's
1: really just the permanence of the being smelly. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'd rather take, I'd actually rather take my uh, paper cuts one by one.
4: Right. Wouldn't you rather take your paper cuts one by one? takes two days to heal and then you just do a thousand. But no, that's not how this works. On this card, the dude is covered in paper cuts. Oh. All at the same time. I'd
2: still take that than being dirty for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Me too. First
3: of
2: all, my boyfriend would leave me. (laughs)
3: Mm. Or maybe he's into that. He's not. (laughs) I've tried.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Your dogs would love it,
2: though. Okay, so what's the next (laughs) would you rather?
4: Oh, okay. Would you rather eat a bowl of earthworm spaghetti or be constantly compelled to chase squirrels and mailmen like dogs do?
0: That one. Done. I'm already compelled to chase
2: mailmen. (laughs) Can I take my time eating the earthworms?
4: Sure. I mean, you have to eat them within a reasonable amount of time. Like, you you can take the whole day.
3: What if I just... you have to chew? You
2: can't take leftovers. No, you don't have to chew.
4: No.
3: I mean... Okay, yeah, I do. Again, it's about the time frame. I don't want to fucking... All
4: right, let me find ones that aren't time frame.
0: Think how great your calves would be, though, if every time you saw a mailman or a squirrel, (laughs) you'd run.
2: I just have to say, and this is very racially charged, but me running and chasing down a mailman you see you see that yeah uh, yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'd rather i i choose life
4: <laughs> okay here we go would you rather eat an earwax burrito or okay. eat a bowl of earthworm spaghetti what the fuck
2: earthworm spaghetti, earthworm spaghetti.
3: i would yeah. literally kill myself instead of eating the earwax. <laughs> hello maybe like, edit yeah. that out but like
2: no no i'm i'm because i'm siding with you I choose death over an earwax
3: burrito.
4: Well, you are definitely choosing death if you eat a bowl of earthworm spaghetti. Death for the earthworms.
3: Okay, vegan.
4: I would eat the earwax burrito.
0: Look, they chose to be spaghetti. You would eat. How do you know that
3: that stuff was harvested with consent?
4: I would. I would (laughs) read the label. I would read the label. I hope it's my own earwax and not somebody I don't know.
1: Yeah,
2: okay, so this was a great one, um, but my stomach is literally turning.
1: Katie? Yeah. I... No comment. You no, have you gotta to answer. answer. You gotta answer. <laughs> um, I feel like if... Tisha's right. I don't think I could... Take a bite out of a live worm and kill it while I bite. Does that make sense? You don't got to like, bite a I'd be more apt to hole. slurp the pasta sauce off the worms and then release the worms back into the wild. That's not the option. I know. It's got to be. <laughs> the option is
3: murder.
2: <laughs> Tisha is so serious right now, bitch.
1: <laughs> um,
4: I think if I eat it and then immediately throw up, I should be fine with the earwax. Put t- mm-hmm. Just put a ton of hot sauce on it. Girl,
2: not,
3: hot sauce can't
2: say that.
4: No, I
3: don't think I'd make it through to throw up. I think I'd vomit <laughs> midway. Uh, yeah, yeah, no,
2: I think it would be in yeah. my mouth and I'd spit it out. <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't even. No, but here's the thing: it's covered in earwax. I wouldn't even touch it.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. fair.
2: Yeah like no you know how like they're like you know like if it was so uh, i imagine like saw and you eat the earwax burrito or you know something terrible happens to you i would volunteer the terrible thing to happen to me take my foot take my foot (laughs) you know what you know yeah right like yeah I yeah once again i would choose any punishment over eating an earwax burrito
3: yeah i think so too that's real gross. You chose to not listen to the ones that you love, so now you'll <laughs> eat the wax that ignored the words they said.
1: Oh, my God.
3: Disgusting. Wow. Well, this is a rousing
2: game. My stomach, once again, is doing backflips because that's so yeah. gross.
0: It is. And speaking of gross, uh, that relates to the last episode. Remember where we last left off?
3: We
2: killed Murdering a banana. We
1: killed
3: the banana. Yeah, Katie yes. was elbow deep in a bonussie.
2: Oh uh, I thought it was Plantainus. <laughs> Plantainus,
4: yeah. sorry. And I only found something for Tisha. Yes, all the bonus for me, Katie. None for you. Then,
1: didn't even find a coin or anything. <laughs> Just a. something for Tisha.
0: Yeah. You were able to find Edith's magic item in Cream Cave.
2: Oh, and we saved the miners.
0: Yes, you saved Dickie Jensen and his miner friend, and the two of them plus a Zosl have taken you back to Vermillion Ledge. And that's where we're picking up actually. So Vermillion Ledge is a mountain town, so as you come out of the cave, you are immediately into the town. Some of the buildings are built into the rock, and some are just built out extending. There is a lot of chaos going on in this town as well uh did explain that it was fairly a lawless area so you kind of just do what you want when you want to and everyone seems to be following through with that like there's people just like lighting fires and putting them out and lighting fires and putting them out there's people chasing each other there's people just relaxing uh it seems like everyone's just doing exactly what they want to do and
2: no one's really bothered by anybody else
4: i love this
2: Uh, it does does edith have like a sparkle in her eye (laughs)
4: Yes, you can't tell if it's uh, some banana cream that got in there or if she's just super happy. <laughs>
2: Love this for you. I look over at uh, Dickie Jensen and I say, Dickie, um, we are here in Vermilion Lidge. And I look at Azazul and I say, wait, why are we here in Vermilion Lidge? Well, you
0: came with me to help the miners and now you've done that um you can rest though I know you guys just had a big battle if you guys need to rest at all
4: yeah Uh, I would
1: love to rest
0: yeah you can just like pick a house we don't care we don't have like like, homes so you can just stay wherever you want
2: you hear a booming quick change and I am wrapped up in a (laughs) in a in a a onesie (laughs) what's
0: the onesie look like
2: oh my god it's pink and it has like peter cottontail little bunny ears and a little uh bunny tail it's all poofy.
1: I love that. Me, Katie. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. You can, as as Azul said, you can stay basically wherever you want to. There's no rules in this town. It's what makes it great.
2: I find a very high place. Like, is there a tree?
0: Yeah, there's some trees growing out of the mountain. Sure.
2: Yeah, I'm going to just climb to the very tippity top of a tree and fall asleep on one of the branches. Because I don't want okay. any of these people to touch me.
4: <laughs> Edith asks okay. Azazul if there's any place that does dry cleaning or would, which house has the best shower.
0: Showers. I mean, there is a bathhouse over there. Plenty of showers in there.
3: Oh,
4: Edith heads don't, straight whoa, there. what
3: kind of bathhouse? Don't do it.
4: She doesn't care. She's going. She's covered in banana. Her suit's fucked up. She needs to clean it. <laughs> she doesn't care. She heard the word bath and she's going.
0: Great. Yeah, you can make your way into there. And it is more of like a Turkish bathhouse in that it is a place where you would bathe, not like downtown Chicago.
2: (laughs) So it's not a cruising one.
0: No, not a cruising one.
2: Not a cruising bathhouse? Okay. I mean, no, that's what Cream Cave is for. Oh, you're right.
0: Uh, anyone else need a rest? I know there's some attuning that needs to be done for both Humphrey and Edith.
1: Yeah, Terry also needs to like regain some rage slots. Like I'm almost out of those. So she's just gonna find like a little does anyone want to come nap in a random house with me? I don't feel like I can nap in a tree all night. Please. Yeah,
3: I'll join you in your house.
1: Okay. <laughs> She's casky like desperate looks at Edith. But Edith is like going to get her suit dry cleaned. Yeah.
4: Edith is like, I'll I'll meet up with you kids later. Uh Humphrey, maybe you should put your whip in away. Since we're
3: Nah, I think I'm good. I'm gonna stick around for a while this time.
4: <sighs> okay, Bubba. Uh-oh. And she heads off. You won't, you will sleep, right?
1: Or will you be watching me sleep?
3: Well, I mean, I can't guarantee I'll sleep, but I'll I'll watch the door, make sure no one comes in.
1: Okay. We're just going to find a weird little, like a little
4: house out of the way. Or cool. you two can come with me to get cleaned up. I just really want a nap. <laughs> okay.
2: As y'all are doing that, um, I guess you hear a, a thunk on the floor oh. next to you. And as you look at it, the rapier has a little drawing on the hilt of it of a cookie. And I have given Humphrey the plus three rapier.
3: Humphrey looks up. It's for you. Thanks, toots. It grabs the sword. Okay. Well,
0: we can let you all take a long rest then. Regain whatever you need to regain. Edith, you can have your clothes cleaned and get yourself cleaned up as well so you get the banana smell off of you. I think there's a little bit of a lingering smell, though.
4: There's gotta be. (laughs) Great.
0: So you can wake up the next, we'll say, morning. And what would you like to do? You guys can all meet up in wherever you'd like to meet up. I don't know how you wanted to get together. But now Edith and Humphrey both have their magic items attuned to them, so you can start using them.
2: So yeah, Cleo's just dancing in the middle of the square, if there is a square.
0: Yeah, there are people dancing with you. One person is just jumping up and down. And then someone else starts jumping up and down. Just a little jumping party happening. Great.
2: Yeah, so I guess if they see me dancing, uh, I'm now, uh, I've quick changed into a, a ball gown. And I'm just twirling. <laughs> Amazing.
4: Edith will join in on the dancing, but she's going to do a two-step.
2: <laughs> and because I'm trying to impress Edith, I join her in the two-step.
0: Amazing.
1: Yeah. Cherry's just going to go like wash your clothes in like, a river or something. Nothing fancy.
2: I look over at Edith and I it. say, uh, sorry, Edith, we are now in Vermilion Lich. What are we supposed to, Uh, what are we doing next? What's our plan of action?
4: Well, what we're trying to do is those feathers that fall out of your hair in the morning, we need those so we can go into the Fairy godmother's house. That's the whole plan.
2: Oh, I have plenty. And I pull a flower out of my head.
4: All right, let's pass them around to all of us. And I'm, I'm all set and ready to go. I gave this, you know, I give this place my blessing, and uh, I definitely am looking forward to coming back here and spending some time before we head back to, our, you know, our re- reality.
2: All right, Yor, I would love to learn about this place, tour. So let's go, um, I look for, uh, do I see Humphrey?
0: Yeah, Humphrey will be standing there.
2: Um, I uh, look at Humphrey, and I pull a flower in my head, and I say, this is for Yor, when we get to the uh, Fairy Gold Mother's house. You uh, were going to use these so that you do not turn into a, 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 a any more gingerbread than you already are have you seen cherry
3: she's uh she's sleeping in that house back there
2: cherry's sleeping okay so I go is cherry actually asleep oh yeah I take out like a bundle of flowers from my head and I put them uh next to cherry and I write a little note that says for the fairy golden mother and then I let her continue sleeping
1: Aw, she looks really cute, and she feels really cute.
0: Is there anything that you would like to do until Cherry wakes up in this town, aside from just dance?
4: Yeah.
0: Otherwise, we can just, we got go ahead. Are
4: there any activities or interesting shops?
0: Are you sure you want a shop?
3: Oh, God.
4: I mean, why not?
0: <sighs> oh, God.
4: No, don't say why not when he says
1: that thing in that tone of voice.
0: <laughs> yeah, there is a swap shop here, actually, in Vermilion Ledge. Hmm. So you can walk in and you'll see Azazel in there talking to a dwarven man behind the counter. And uh, Azazel will say, oh, hey, m- morning. Did you sleep all right?
4: Yeah, beautifully.
0: Cool. Um, this is Greg. This is Greg's shop. He's a, uh, it's a swap shop. So if you see something that you like, you just have to swap something for it. He doesn't like uh, real currency, but he likes to collect things, you know?
2: Okay. Sounds fantastic. Um... So, uh, Greg, may I call you Gregory? Gregory, uh, what do you have around here? Uh, can, I, can, uh, can you explain some of, your, some of your items in your shop, please?
0: Of course. Depends on what you're looking for. Do you want rings? I have rings. I also have fruits. Would you like a,
2: a pomegranate? I have pomegranates. Okay. Doesn't sound like a pomegranate. Uh, I'm Pomegranates. Okay. What's the difference between a pomegranate and a pomegranate?
3: You're
0: saying it's wrong.
3: It's like a regular pomegranate because It has huge tits.
2: Is it
4: a pomegranate tit?
0: Pomegranates. It looks like a pomegranate that's just the two that's been fused together. Pomegranate.
4: Uh, I'll take those.
0: Yes. Delicious. (laughs) Juicy on both sides. I'm so (laughs) mad. I also have an irritable bowl. Nope. Oh my god.
2: Nope. (laughs) I don't even want to know what that is because it sounds gross.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'll put that away. I'll put that away. Uh, I have fresh squirrel milk.
2: At the, oh, sound, at the sound of that, Cleo takes several steps back. Uh, I've
0: got bread-free bread, and he holds up a rock.
1: <laughs> Is this what you want as someone who's gluten intolerant in the real life? <laughs> and then
2: I look over at Humphrey, and I'm, I'm trying to gauge Humphrey's face right now.
3: Humphrey's back sitting in front of the house where Cherry, he, he <laughs> said he would watch the house.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, I've got roller skates.
2: Wait. <laughs> oh, wait. Actually, no. Um, that sounds interesting. You have roller skates? Yes, uh, quads, not inline. Oh, Real right. skating. <laughs> I, I, can I, can I see them, please? Mm,
0: of course. And he puts them on the table. They are tan roller skates with rainbow colored uh, laces on them and bright yellow wheels.
2: So I take them.
0: What are you swapping for them? Swap shop.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, this is Vermillion lich. And it's pretty lawless here, so I'm just going to take these. Thank you.
0: No, no. <laughs> no, you must leave me something. I must have my collection complete. I have exactly 100 items in this drop.
4: Uh, here's a block of white stilton cheese. And here's some golden twine for the two items we took.
0: Ooh, thank you. And he pulls out a loop and examines the cheese very closely. A loop? Yeah,
4: a loop. A little magnifying glass thing. Oh, uh, how would I know that?
0: Yeah, jewelers.
4: How would anybody know that? Why? Katie knew it. Well, Katie knows a lot of weird stuff.
2: Katie's a cultist, okay?
0: (laughs) (laughs) A loop, a tenor, a a jeweler's magnifying glass. He's taking a deep look at it. This is good cheese. I'll take this swap. Thank you. You sure you don't want squirrel milk, though? I leave. You seem like a squirrel (laughs) milk guy, no? Okay.
4: Is there anywhere here in this town to, like, play darts or anything?
0: Got a tavern uh, across the way. You can go there, play darts, pool. Uh, You can also just get into fights. There's people that always want to fight there.
4: Okay,
0: so. Don't fight them. That's a bad idea, oh,
2: actually. Shit. Sounds good. Did we? Oh, I'm sorry. We were supposed to level up, weren't we? Oh. Yeah. Doing it now.
4: Uh, Continue, oh. the <laughs>
2: right. Continue the story.
1: Continue the story. You're
4: right.
0: Everyone is supposed to level up. I also forgot. But yeah, there is a there's a tavern that is called the Tool Belt.
4: All right, so Edith will go leave a note for Cherry saying that they're going to be waiting at the tavern until she w- when you know, for when she wakes up.
0: Okay. Edith can make her way to the tavern, start playing darts, order a drink if you'd like. If
4: it's convenient for the story
1: and Cherry has rested enough, she's more than happy to like wake up and go to a bar. Cool. She does a big, big yawn, sees all the flowers in her hair, loves it. All right, let's get some soup or something.
0: Perfect. Cherry can uh, make her way out of the building and Humphrey will then join her into the bar. And Cleo can, I'm guessing, roller skate his way through there.
2: Yeah, quick change
0: uh then yeah, you're at the bar. You can discuss where you'd like to go from here or if you just wanna play darts and drink today.
2: Or I mean we could fight we could we could fight somebody and level up again. <laughs> Wait a second. You said we level up after every fight. Yeah, but like battle fight, not like fist fight. What do you mean battle fight? I'm about to kill some bitches.
4: <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: I I wanna be the very best that no one ever was. <laughs>
4: My level up gave mm. me a seventh level spell, so I'm searching which spell I want to grab. Nice.
1: I only just got, I get two dice now on my Brutal Critical. That's it.
0: What, uh, what did you take a level in, Humphrey?
3: It's going to be in Warlock. Uh, I get an extra feat, but I'm not like going to look through feats right now.
0: For sure. Cleo had mentioned that he's ready to go, but where, what's your next destination?
2: Going back to Fairy Godmother.
0: And how would you like to get there?
2: Uh, I guess by foot.
1: Okay, because we need to be somewhere to have used... We need to be somewhere to have used
4: Tisha's ring, right? No, we've been there. We've been to the Fairy Godmother's Mm -hmm. house. Yeah, Yeah. but but, I mean...
3: And we've been to the Dragon's Cave. Do we...
2: First we need to go to Fairy Godmother, then we can get uh, Katie's... uh, uh, Cherry's item.
3: Because we need you... I don't know, you guys. I'm feeling pretty confident about killing this fucking dragon.
1: We said Not- that last time, and then everyone almost died. Also, Humphrey's
3: slashing their new rapier back and forth.
2: <laughs> also, Humphrey, uh, w- w- uh, I do believe that we need to go see the fairy godmother first. Hopefully, that she can break your curse so that you cannot be fully cookie. Because remember, I think that it is irreversible if you become completely cookie, and I think that your sister Edith would be very sad and dismayed if you were to turn it full cookie.
3: You can't let other people's emotions determine what you want to do. There's nothing wrong with being full cookie.
2: I cannot tell if that's the cookie talking or you yourself, I'm free. Either way, I think that we have a plan, and it's to go see the fairy godmother.
3: Okay, but I'm going to try and
4: kill her. All right. uh, Please don't try to kill her, bub. Here. And she gives him a hot dog that she got from the tavern. (laughs) Here, eat this. Hmm. Maybe you'll feel better. You're not yourself when you're hungry.
3: <laughs> oh no, that was good. Yeah, hungry, eat it.
4: Okay. Are you
0: are you using your item then, Tisha?
4: Yeah, we'll just use both. So both charges to get right to the fairy godmothers.
0: Okay. So then Edith will take her strainer, dip it into her teacup, pictures. The front of the fairy godmother's house just in front of the border so that way you're not going to turn into cookies as soon as you transfer and i'm guessing all three of you are willing parties right
2: yes.
1: yes yes
0: okay so edith dips the strainer in closes her eyes and in an instant the four of you are transported directly in front of the fairy godmother's house well 51 feet from the fairy godmother's house uh you see again there are a few more cookies around the barrier this time And the fairy godmother still has the door with the sign on it that says, bring your invitation.
2: Okay, I pull uh, the flower that I have and hand that has the flower in it, I put it through the barrier.
0: Perfect. You can feel the fairy godmother's magic around your arm, but it does not seem to affect you.
2: All right. So yeah, I I just walk through.
0: You can enter without harm.
2: I say, everyone, I hope that you have your flowers that, you were given t- uh, that were given to you by me. It seems very safe for us to now travel through the barrier.
4: Okay, well let's do this.
3: Humphrey's gonna give a smirk and drop their flower and try to walk through the barrier. Uh- no!
2: I shoot a flower into Humphrey's chest. <laughs> With my arrow. Roll-
3: <laughs> do I have to take damage
2: for that? Yes.
0: Roll an attack and Humphrey roll constitution.
2: Um, I rolled a 15.
3: I got a 16 con save.
2: Okay. Roll
0: damage for the arrow. And we'll say that just before Humphrey gets his non-cookie arm through, you plunge an arrow with a flower into Humphrey, causing damage, but at least keeping Humphrey from becoming a cookie.
2: And he uh, takes 10 points of damage.
0: Okay. Ah, you got me.
2: (laughs) Yes, I did. I'm glad that you're safe now,
0: edith cherry following
4: yep yes edith is gonna put her hand on humphrey's shoulder and say all right let's not be uh let's take care here let's do this sensitively
3: it's just josh and let's go meet the fairy godmother
4: (laughs) okay
0: okay as you each cross the barrier and head towards the fairy godmother's house that gives me a chance to take our listeners over to the gay agenda (laughs) Welcome to the Gay Agenda, the middle partner show where we thank our patrons and talk about our sponsors. First, of course, we start by thanking our newest patron. So thank you to our newest pickle of our eye, Timothy. Your merch pack will be on the way as soon as your shirt arrives. If you would like to check out our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. And I'm not alone in the Gay Agenda this time.
3: That's right, Chris. I'm here this time to talk about our sponsor. Support for roll roleplay is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. You can use our exclusive offer code PICKLES for 20% off and free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com. Now, if you're anything like me, Chris, and I know that you are, you uh-huh. spend hours every day crushing deodorant into a fine paste, To rub on your balls, which are horrifically smelly. Are your balls terrible smelling?
0: They are. Yes, yes, you are correct.
3: Yeah. I just, from the way you sound.
0: Yeah, you can hear it, right? It comes through. Mm -hmm. Well, not for much longer.
3: Yes, for not much longer is right. Because Manscaped has a crop preserver ball deodorant that is in the form of a lotion that you just squirt into your hand and rub on your balls like you normally do anyway.
0: Now, what if I'm on the go? Say, like, after the gym or something. Is there anything that I can use after it happens?
3: Well, the number one way is abstinence, but you can also use the crop reviver ball toner spray. Oh. I've, I don't I don't know what a ball toner is, but my balls yeah. are toned as fuck, I'll tell you what.
0: I mean, I hang on, let me try it. Uh-huh. They feel toned. My my balls do feel toned now.
3: Wow. So if you might maybe want abs on your balls, we're not going to guarantee that happens. No, but they do smell better. Oh, really? Let me, let me a smell. No, it does smell, yeah. Hang on, let me get down up in there. <laughs> yeah, smells great.
0: Right? And with the Performance Package 4.0, you get the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. I will say with most nose trimmers, it feels, I hate using nose trimmers because it just feels like you're sticking blades in your nose. That is not the case with the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer.
3: Chris, as I'm sure you know, because you remember everything, Mm. I'm turning 30 this month. Yeah. So I've got a a lot of nose hair and ear hair that need, I, I assume as soon as you turn 30, it all comes in.
0: Yeah. And it grows, I tell you, it grows faster as you age.
3: Those are not the holes where I usually stick things, but in this case, I feel like it's a good thing.
0: Especially when you're tall and you know that people that are shorter than you are looking directly into your nose.
3: Yeah, that's my biggest. I am kind of tall, so I know people are looking up my nose and I know they're close enough to my balls to smell them. Mmm. Luckily,
0: Manscaped sent us a performance package 4.0, so I know that you're confident in
3: both your balls and your nose. So attune to your personal hygiene and get 20% off at free shipping with the code Pickles at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use code PICKLES to unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
0: That's pickles, like the thing you keep in a bucket.
3: Yeah, (laughs) like everyone
0: does. If you ever forget our code, just look in your bucket and then you'll remember. Pickles! Yeah, great before we get back to the show, I have a birthday shout out. Happy birthday month, Aubrey. I'm hoping I'm close to your birthday. I went for the middle of the month, so that way I'm close either direction. But yeah, happy birthday. Aubrey has been in our Patreon pickle party episode and has helped me create a Zazul, which I really, I took a lot of liberties there. But it's been great to play with you and to get to know you over this time. And hopefully we can continue that with more game nights soon. So happy birthday, Aubrey. Now let's get back to the show. The four of you have made your way past the barrier. You walk past all the cookie people around you and get to the door. What do you do? I open it. Yeah, of course you do. You swing the door open and make me a perception check.
2: Perception.
0: Anyone else can too that's going to be looking into the door.
3: 28.
1: Cherry's hiding behind someone. She's not looking.
0: Yeah, no one else needs to roll.
3: I got a one. <laughs> Damn.
0: <laughs> Humphrey's back playing with the cookie people, trying to be like talk to them.
3: Yeah, oh my God, yes.
0: Cleo, the front room of the fairy godmother's house is very similar to what Emma described it as. There are tons of bird cages lining the wall in columns and rows, each bird cage having like a shrunken person inside of it. Okay. Uh, you can see to the right. There's also a kitchen area where a fresh baked smell is coming from, and a uh, peaceful
2: humming is happening. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Great. So I just, I, you know, too much serenity happening here. So I shout, uh, Fairy Godmother. Oh. Uh, it is me, Florals in Spring. And we are here to talk to you. We've done exactly as you asked. And now we're here. And my dear friend, Humphrey, is being taken over by your cookie magic. And we need you to break that curse as well. We also need to know who the fuck this king is trying to marry. And if it happens to be fucking Veranda Pastorley, I swear to God, I will hang her on a cross.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh. You've arrived. Finally, I've been waiting for you. That was a lot of questions all at once. (laughs) What would you like me to address first?
2: Is the king marrying Veranda Pastelay?
0: Oh, I don't know what the queen's name is. I haven't seen her, but I do know the king's been acting quite different lately.
2: Very well. Number two, we have our dear friend Umfrey here. And I know that he, uh, I know that you were protecting, uh, Yourself and the creatures that inhabit this area um, from, from attacks from the king, but Humphrey does not need protection. He's a very strong and capable individual, and we need him to go back to being fully himself, so that we do not lose Humphrey and gain someone uh, that's kind of bloodthirsty. Does Humphrey
3: notice that this is happening? That they're talking about him? Yeah. If you're in, if you're there, if you're still outside, then no. <laughs> Oh yeah, Humphrey's still outside talking to people. Okay.
0: <laughs> no one's answering you, but you can keep trying. Man, I am
3: baked right now. It's a, it's a gingerbread human.
0: <laughs> the fairy godmother will answer Cleo and say, Oh, the gingerbread people out front are there for protection. But your friend, he's cursed for eating my house. It's not for his protection. It's for my protection.
2: Uh, well, my dearest fairy godmother, we are... We are here to atone for our dear friend Humphrey and if there's something that we can do to compel you to break the curse on our dear friend we would be more than well we would more than welcome that idea so that we can save our dear friend
0: I told him many years ago he just needed to apologize
2: but he refused bitch Uh... I oh it's 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 curtains for Humphrey (laughs) I immediately scream Humphrey's name (laughs) Like, scream it. I'm not going to do that on Discord. <laughs> but it is, like, the naggiest mom scream ever.
3: But <laughs> well, Humphrey comes charging back up to the group.
2: Humphrey, uh, uh, it has been brought to my attention that you could have broken this curse a long time ago, all you had to do her was apologize to the fairy godmother, and you have not done that yet.
3: Oh, that, uh, well... My deepest apologies from the bottom of your heart. And then he tries to stab the rapier through it.
2: I shoot Humphrey again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone roll something.
0: Both of you roll your attacks.
2: Okay. That's a
3: 24.
2: 22.
4: Oh, shit. Edith is going to use Seraphic Agus. Uh, When a creature that you can see within 30 feet is attacked, you can use your reaction to add your wisdom modifier bonus to their AC. And
2: is that your seventh level spell?
4: No, it's just a... Oh, okay. It's a trait feature.
2: Oh, okay.
0: My bad. Sorry to interrupt. So how much does that add and to whom?
2: To the fairy godmother, I hope.
4: Oh, originally that was my thought, but then it's Edith. She doesn't want her brother to get hurt.
2: I feel like if he attacks the fairy godmother, she's going to do something far worse to him.
4: I'm going to do both. I'm going to do both. Uh, both then, of them. Because okay. I can use this uh, three times. And how much does it add? It adds five to their AC.
2: It doesn't save Humphrey from me.
0: But it does save the fairy godmother from Humphrey. Nice. So Humphrey will stab with the rapier and the fairy godmother will quickly shift out of the way. And simultaneously, Cleo pulls back the arrow and fires.
2: And Humphrey, you get hit for seven points of damage. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to kill you. It's just I need you on the same page as all of us.
3: Ah, fuck. It was a joke. It was, it's a, th- it's an inside. You had to be there.
2: You
0: see why I turned him into the same structure as my house. He came up here and said, what type of architect would build this house? There's no <laughs> architecturally speaking. This house is just garp. Gingerbread isn't a house. So I made him gingerbread. So people might eat
3: him. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, I- yeah, you can eat me, you bitch. I'm a fucking kill you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just a little more magic, dear. Keep going. I look over at Humphrey and I say, I'm free. Um, and I get like really Danica. And I'm like, I'm free. This isn't your. We can change oh him. I'm free. You don't have to do this. It doesn't have to end this way. And I'm like crying. And like I stood in between Humphrey and the fairy godmother. Both of my arms extended to like keep them apart. And I'm like, I'm free. Remember who you are. This is not you.
1: Can Cherry help if there's going to be a role? She's going to use really big puppy eyes, literally.
3: I'm not going to apologize for starving to death.
2: Edith, Edith, you need to help your brother. If we can do this together, we can get him to apologize and break the curse.
4: All right. Um, Humphrey, why don't you just take a seat real quick? Miss uh Fairy Godmother, listen, mm. I- I'm not sure exactly what kind of magic you used on him, but this gingerbread cookie that he's turning into is not the same brother that needs to apologize right this isn't your he is trapped and being taken over kind of like some kind of i don't know spiritual being that's different from my brother it seems like can you see that like when you first met him he did not sound like joey from the mechanic shop (laughs) and now he does
0: This curse brings out, you know how we all have inner demons? Well, his is now an outer demon.
4: Yeah, but you see how it's going to be really hard for his outer demon and worst of himself to admit that he did something wrong and apologize for it sincerely. So if you could just turn him back, maybe temporarily, maybe then he'll apologize. And if he doesn't, you know, go ahead, you know, keep him, turn him back into cookie, whatever. But- just let him give him at least a fighting chance here.
3: I'm just curious about all the people outside. They need to apologize too. How are they going to do that? Nor Umfrey,
2: they're being kept safe from people like you. This doesn't have to be your Umfrey.
0: Yes, I'm protecting those out there and in here. I'm protecting hundreds of
3: people on my own.
4: And I mean, that's a.
3: If we look around, there's just a bunch of women in cages.
4: Yes, that's a quite, That's a. That's a another thing that we will need to address. Um eventually you know the free will and all and the downfall of men uh but right now let's focus on humphrey please
0: speaking of free will humphrey do you want
4: to become more
3: cookie or less cookie i mean i'm doing pretty good over here i'm sitting pretty Mm. he doesn't even want my help
4: all right so let me get this straight miss ma'am uh, free will is okay when it's negatively affecting my brother, but it's not okay to all of these people in cages and the cookies outside.
2: I give like a big old snap behind <laughs> you
4: <laughs> listen this this thing is taking over my brother. this is not who he is and and you're doing it and If you aren't going to turn it around, I'm gonna destroy everything in here i'm gonna i'm gonna light the whole thing on fire. You need to, you need to take care of this. Give him at least the chance.
0: Hey, I like
3: this, sister.
0: Here's what I'm willing to offer, since I do need everyone's help and we need to be on the same team. Not trying to stab or destroy each other or our houses. And in case you didn't see what happened last time someone tried to destroy my house, your brother. So I would suggest not lighting anything on fire in here. However... This is
4: a cookie house I'm willing to die on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will... Pause the curse. I will not reverse how much gingerbread he already is now, but I will prevent it from growing any further and spreading. So he won't become full cookie. And after we work together, we can see what we can do about reversing it.
3: Wait, so I could use all my magic? No holds pause? You seem
0: to be a fan of it, so sure. Okay and she'll wave her magic wand, and boop, you feel a little bit more fairy godmother magic in you, Humphrey.
3: Sweet. Nice. I immediately use it to convert the radiant banana rapier into a packed weapon. Oh, cool.
4: Edith turns around and looks at Humphrey, and she says, Humphrey, brother, is this this really what you want? You know, I mean, the brother I grew up with you're you're not him anymore. And I'm grieving that a little bit. And I just want to make sure that this is the decision that that you've come to yourself. And if it is, I can accept that.
3: Yeah, I I don't really know what to tell you. I'm not your brother. You could call me Chip if you want.
2: Chip.
4: Chip. Okay. Is my brother still in there or Oh yeah, he's in there
3: about this much and I kind of like gesticulate my forearm because i think that's the only part that's still human
4: yeah do you think i'll be able to talk to him anytime soon he can hear you oh can't talk back he can't talk back okay understood all right well thanks chip
3: happy to help
2: okay well uh fairy godmother Mm. uh, since this has uh this issue has been settled for an hour we we must discuss the individuals that are in these cages and the cookie people that are outside. What is your plan to release them? How, how do we get them released?
0: Well, once we stop whatever is taking people from our land and taking them into other worlds, I can release them all. But they need to stay protected. So far, no one in a cage and no one who's in my cookie field has gone missing. So it's working.
2: Do you have any idea? Who could possibly be doing these atrocities to your fairy folk?
0: I have a feeling it has to do with the king. I've talked to him about this before, and he seemed on board with what I wanted to do and how we could move forward. And within a week's time, he changed his mind and said that I was causing everything and turned basically the whole town against me. So it has something to do with the king. I don't know what his problem is, but he's changed lately. And his sons are very... Weak-minded and dumb now.
2: They haven't always been that way. Arnar. So wait, that means three is actually not stupid? Hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Uh, it, uh, um, uh, Cleo <laughs> gains focus and says, sorry. My question is, how do we stop him uh, from taking these creatures?
0: That's why we must stop this wedding. It has something to do with that new bride, I'm sure of it.
2: Sorry, we must gain intel on this bride Yes. Uh, to be, yes. and stop the wedding.
0: Exactly, and I have just the plan. I've already gotten you all invitations to the wedding. I had to dress up as all of you and get your jobs, but you have jobs for the wedding now.
2: Okay, sounds
0: fantastic. Yes, so two of you are going to help the caterer, and two of you are going to help the wedding planner. Your jobs are going to be before the wedding happens, so you'll need to reach the castle in the next day or so. Oh, wow. When you'll go, I need you to get some intel. We need to find out the timing of everything, how we can get the king or the queen alone, just so we can get them separated. And also, if there's any clues or plans that are in the king's quarters or in the castle in any way, shape, or form.
2: And will we have a way of communicating with you to relay information?
0: That's a good idea, actually. Let me get you something. Be right back. And the fairy godmother will tap her magic wand on the top of her head and she will disappear momentarily. You are left alone in the room with cages and
2: Chip. I fire another arrow at Chip. Is healed 6 points of damage.
3: You got to warn me before you shoot me. Uh
2: nor I just want you to feel better. Well, thanks. You're welcome, Chip. And I look at Edith and I say, we must turn Chip back into Humphrey fairly soon, or I fear the worst for him.
4: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm just at a loss at how to do this without the fairy godmother's help. Uh, I don't think that Chip is going to apologize for something that Humphrey did.
2: And then I get like a mischievous mischievous look on my face and I say, maybe we help Chip realize just how awful having an entire cookie body could be. And I'm looking for like a water source. <laughs> oh,
0: there's a sink in the kitchen.
4: Edith has coffee in her mug.
2: There's
3: that too. What's it say?
4: It says realm sat sister.
3: Oh,
2: oh. <laughs> um, I go to the kitchen. And first of all, I look to see if there's any items in here that could be useful to us.
0: A uh, roll investigation.
2: I have advantage. One investigations, that's a nice. 19, and that's a nat 1. So I got a 19.
0: Okay. As you're rummaging through the kitchen, you can find a glass that you can put water in or a bowl. Um, you also do find a irritable bowl, and it says, that'll pick me up. I don't want
2: to be picked up.
3: <laughs> irritable? Irritable bowl. That's so
2: stupid. From Greg's shop. Okay. <laughs> no, so nothing of actual use.
0: No, but as you're rummaging through, the fairy godmother boops back in.
2: Yeah, okay. So I find a glass. I fill it up with water. And I am going to walk up to Humphrey and pour the water on Humphrey's face. I just want oh. him to be a soggy cookie. Oh,
3: I'm getting all sorts of mixed messages okay. from you.
2: I'm, uh, cheap. In case you did not know her, cookies are very susceptible to liquids. And if we are going to have you in tip-top shape... Uh, we need you to revert yourself back to our, uh, your human self fairly soon, so that we can have you in the best fighting condition.
3: I don't know if you understand the terms of this course. I, the magic is only here because I am a cookie.
2: That's fine. We have a whisk that does a lot of magic things. And also, our, your your body is very susceptible to liquids. And I pour more of the water on Humphrey's face. <laughs>
3: <laughs> ah, fuck. What, you think the king is made out of water? It's not...
2: Nor. How often does it
3: come up? We've been traveling together for a while. Nor,
2: but, I mean, uh, y- well, I mean, I-, I have to say that literally nature is your biggest enemy. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, so is yours. Anything sharp could kill you. And that's more <laughs> likely to be in the kingdom than water.
2: Than water, the, li- the living source of all human beings. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I pour more water on his face.
4: Uh, all right. All right, boys. <laughs> Am I taking
2: damage from this? I think your, your face
0: is kind of melty now. I don't know that water damages the cookie, but I think it does make you a little soggy and soft.
1: Gross.
3: At the very least, my mouth is no longer in like a creepy grin. It's like melting into yeah a little bit of a pissed off scowl. <laughs> um,
2: and then I walk away from Humphrey a Chip. I think that with the proper and I put my fingers up and do like the air quotes, encouragement, we can convince our dear friend, I'm free, to apologize fairly soon. But first, what do you have for us so that we may communicate with you?
0: I have two pairs of glasses. These glasses will allow me to see what's going on and you can hear my voice and communicate with me. I do only have two pairs, so it can go with one of you who's going to the caterer and one of you who's going to the wedding planner. That way I can see everything that's going on and help both of you.
2: I take the one.
0: Oh, I forgot to tell you who's going where. I forgot. I did get your jobs already, and I put them, oh, goodness, in a drawer. I'll be back again. Boop. And the fairy godmother disappears.
2: I go fill up the glass with water some more. (laughs) Great.
3: (laughs) Humphrey tries to find, like, a blanket or something to to block (laughs) water.
2: I mean, yeah, there's a blanket
0: on the chair next to
2: you. Sure. There is a blanket? No. Great. So I just pour the water on the blanket. Okay.
3: Oh my god. Is there like, is there an umbrella holder by the door?
0: Ah, of course there
3: is. (laughs) I grab an umbrella and like open it up inside and say, it's worth the bad luck. I'm I'm tired of getting wet.
0: (laughs) The fairy godmother will pop back in and say, oh goodness, I, you don't need to make my floor so wet, you know that.
3: Oh, I'm
2: so sorry, fairy godmother.
3: Careful, if you do any sort of hypothetical damage, she'll turn you into a fucking cookie.
2: You watch your mouth. (laughs)
3: You watch your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It's like swinging the umbrella at her. As
2: as you're swinging the umbrella, I throw some more water at you.
1: Carrie's (laughs) watching a ping pong match.
3: (laughs) Yeah, the
0: fairy godmother waves her wand and points it at Humphrey, and one of your gumdrops falls off.
3: (laughs) He gets embarrassed. He gets like coy, covers his chest.
0: Now, the roles are, Edith and Humphrey, you'll be helping the caterer. Okay, so you'll report to the kitchen tomorrow. Cleo and Cherry, you're helping the wedding planner.
2: And my eyes begin to sparkle, and I look over at Cherry, and I say, Oh, we love weddings, don't we, Cherry Chapar?
1: Yes! She has no idea what wedding planning is.
3: Also, speaking of Cherry, isn't your grandmother locked in here? Does she need to apologize to be set free?
1: Oh my god, Cherry hadn't even made that connection. Her face (laughs) crashes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I look over... At Humphrey, and I have like a scowl on my face. Humphrey, uh, gentle reminder that uh, Cherry's mother is in the cage because the fairy godmother is keeping her from being abducted by the king, and possibly Veranda Pasterly.
3: So, oh, so if we kidnap people first, it stops them from getting kidnapped. Okay, great.
2: Do, do you do you understand? You're making a false a false equivalence, my dear.
3: A false equivalence to someone being taken against their will so that they don't get taken against their will?
2: Well, we also know that uh, the Fairy Godmother is not harming these people. We do not know what's happening to the people that have been gone missing because of the king.
3: <laughs> do we? Do we know how she's treating them?
2: Uh, I look over at all the women in the cage and say, are y'all good? You good? You're fine?
3: They can
0: answer for themselves. Here, d- little girl, would you like to see your grandmother?
1: Mm-hmm. Cherry's gonna, like, look around desperately. I, uh, I don't know. They, birds... <laughs> Where is she?
0: Here, I'll show you very quickly, okay? Just hold still. And the fairy godmother will wave her magic wand and touch Cherry on top of the head. And Cherry will disappear from the room.
1: You see, you hear her shriek a little.
3: Oh no, (laughs) quick, we should apologize so that she brings back the little girl.
0: Now, I just, I can't release her grandmother, but I gave, I put her in the cage with her grandmother so she can see that everything is fine.
3: Oh, thank God you put her in a cage. Okay, uh, problem solved. Let's leave. She's got this
4: handled. Okay, I have to side with Humphrey here. We need to let the grandma go, and we also need to let Cherry go. Or we're not helping you.
0: I'm not keeping Cherry. She's visiting her grandmother. The sooner I bring her back, the less visiting time they have.
4: Okay, just take them both out. Mm. They can visit Mm. here.
2: But, unfortunately... If we let the grandmother go, there's a chance she could be abducted by the king, and we do not-
4: Let's let the grandma make that de- decision on her own. We'll tell her the situation, and she can decide to stay here or not, and possibly get abducted by the king or whatever. But it should be her choice.
0: The fairy godmother will say, okay, you're just making this worse, and she'll wave her magic wand and tap near the ground, and Sherry will reappear. Cherry, while you were gone, you were in a birdcage with your grandmother. She was sitting on a chair, watching Wheel of Fortune, playing with her crossword puzzles. She was thrilled to see you, but seems very well taken care of.
1: Does she want to be here? Is this an okay temporary retirement home?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it seemed to be fine for her. It seems like she would be doing what she would have been doing in her house anyway. Okay. The cage is actually more like a studio apartment than like a bird cage. So, it is set up to be comfortable for the person.
1: Okay. That that's the happiest I've seen my grandma in a while.
2: See? Everything's fine here. And I look over at Humphrey and Edith with like this like I told you so look on my face.
3: <laughs> yeah, the funny thing about magic is that you can make anything look like anything. But that's fine. We can trust it. Why not trust this person?
1: Oh my god, was that my grandma? Can I roll insight?
3: (laughs) Yeah, you can roll insight.
1: Twelve.
0: As you're trying to size up what the fairy godmother's saying, she will say, I know magic can be used for both good and evil, and let me be clear, I'm very powerful and know exactly how to use my magic. By that I mean, I'm trying to do the best that I can for this world, and I do not mind hurting people who stand in the way, Chip.
2: Get him. I snap behind the fairy godmother.
0: (laughs) Playing both sides. Please, we need to work together. You don't have to trust me fully, but we do need to stop the king. Agreed?
4: Agreed. All right, agreed, I suppose.
3: And Edith, you believe she's telling the truth. Why do we need to stop the king? I don't, all you said is you think that his wife is behind kidnapping people. And then I guess Chip's face kind of like shakes a little bit because that was Humphrey's voice.
2: See, he's still in there. Sir, so, I do believe that before we stop anything, we have been given these magical spectacles so that we can at least gain reconnaissance and information on the wedding itself. And if it happens to be Veranda Pasteli, then we need to kill her.
0: Let me be very clear. You're going to these jobs, and you're going to come back here when you're done, okay? No action taken on the job. All right, we'll figure something out after that. So this is just reconnaissance, okay?
2: Unless it's Veranda Pastelie, correct?
1: Kill on sight.
0: I don't know who that is, but just, let's just be calm. We want to stop the wedding, but not cause a panic in the world. We can't make it look like we're actively trying to overthrow the monarchy, can we? So, patience, reconnaissance, intelligence, and then we will formulate a plan. Together. All five of us together.
2: Okay, so, uh, Edith, I do believe that we should trust the, uh, the Fairy Godmother, and we should begin our mission. Post haste.
4: Alright, well, I ain't got no better idea, so let's get on with it.
0: Is there anything else that you need to talk to me about? Anything at all?
2: Can you please teleport us to the kingdom? Oh,
0: of course. Oh, I just realized. I... I had your accents a little bit wrong when I signed you up for these jobs. Oh no.
4: Oh no. Oh no.
0: Oh no, I'm so sorry. I d- I did mix up Edith and Cleo. So you'll need to switch accents when you go.
4: Oh fuck you. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> fuck. Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a fucking bitch. Okay. Oi, me mates. Let's get on our way.
0: Perfect. You sound just like I sounded. Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: get along, little doggy. <laughs> Yee-haw.
4: Mar- mar- jo- jo- jo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. Uh, the fairy Godmother puts your invitations in front of you and says, Okay, here are your job badges and your invitations to the wedding. Okay, show this to the front gate, and that way you can get in and start your jobs. Remember, reconnaissance, not violence. Yeah, okay.
4: All right, let's get on with it. Okay,
0: perfect. You seem so ready. I'll teleport you there myself and let me know when you're ready to come home, okay?
4: All right. I on I it, uh, we'll do little
0: doggie. Oh. And then you hear a ding from the kitchen and she says, oh, I just made cookies. Does
2: anyone want cookies before you go?
4: Yes, me. please. Me, 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 oh. me. Okay,
2: I'm gonna fucking kill it. <laughs> <laughs> you put that there weapon down, son.
0: The fairy godmother pulls out a tray of chocolate chip cookies and puts them on a drying rack, and she waves her magic wand over them, instantly cools them to the perfect warm temperature, transfers them to a plate, and then holds them out. Here, enjoy. Humphrey
3: slaps them to the ground.
4: Edith picks Can one up. Can we just
3: fucking go? Can we do this job for you that you're forcing us to do? No, because- I am going to put you in a cage.
2: <laughs> uh, thank you, ma'am, for these delicious uh, vittles and such, (laughs) I'm going to eat this cookie. And I look Humphrey, like I get in Humphrey's face, like in his face, and I take the most absurd bite out of this cookie
3: and swallow it. Amazing.
2: And I say, Humphrey, it seems like you need to have some of these uh, delicious delectables as well.
3: Yes, funny how you get to kill the person that wronged you, but didn't actually cause you any physical harm, but I'm not allowed to do anything to mine it's fun it's great
2: i find it really uh, really uh, annoying that you're reaching for any reason to kill like this omnipotent being uh, who who will murder you on site uh, i think she didn't steal your life work uh, from you she just kept you from destroying her house and also you used your architectural powers to condescend to her so you know Ass- uh, uh, insults assault turned into a cookie
4: Edith is just listening. She's dipping her chocolate chip cookie into her mug that now says "Realm's cuntiest of Vegemite."
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeehaw, and uh, let's let's be on our way. Did we get any magical effects from these cookies?
0: Oh no, they were just they were just cookies.
2: Oh, so just empty calories? Oh god, so florals and spring is not pleased right now.
0: They were just empty calories, but it was still delicious was so good, though.
1: Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: All right, safe travels. I'll talk to you soon. Boop. The fairy godmother waves her wand and boops in the air. The four of you blink and are transported directly in front of Ebony North, the castle where the king stays. And that is where we will stop the episode and we'll pick up next time with your new catering and wedding planning duties.
4: Great. And we'll see
0: if Tisha can pull off an Australian accent.
4: Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. Join us next week for all the fun. I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade.
4: I'm Tisha, (laughs) Tishila. That's it.
2: That's that's all I got time for.
3: I'm Brandon. I play Chip Evan after and you can find me standing over the corpse of the fairy godmother.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hi, my name is Katie and uh, you can find me occasionally in the Discord.
2: Yep, yep, uh-huh. And I'm ch- I'm a quick draw McGraw, and I'm here to tell you uh <laughs> young young people, your young folks that I'm the toughest in the West.
3: Ruthless, tootness.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.
4: Bye. Bye.
0: an RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.